0: What's up, guys, and welcome to the second episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Today, we have on one of the members of the charity organization, the Hog Farmers, and co-host of the Bleeding
1: Burgundy podcast, Keith Gray. Hello and welcome. Thanks, man. I appreciate you uh, asking me to be on the show. I can't wait to help keep supporting you through this process. I'm glad you started up your own podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been pretty fun doing this so
0: far. All right, so I just want to get right into some of the topics here. Our, our team has just been named to a completely new name from what it used to be, the Washington
1: Commanders. What are your overall thoughts on the rebrand? Yeah, I've, you know, uh, as uh, I would say, I'm kind of in that older generation. It's been a whirlwind, um, but I've had some time to get used to the fact that it's no longer Redskins. Then, you know, of course, for two years, we fans, we had to get used to it being called Washington football team. So now that we finally have a name and identity, I've had enough time to pretty much think over this whole process and understand kind of where we're at in today's society and where we're at as a fan base and where I think we need to be and, uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the rebrand. I'm okay with being called Commanders. I kind of prepared myself for that a long time ago. Yeah. Um. I can relate to the Commanders because my father was in the military for mm-hmm. 20 years in the Army. So, um, it's just strange, you know, because we've gone, yeah, we've been Redskins, you know, the majority, you know, of our lives. So to see to see this change and to call them something different. I think it's weird to all of us and I don't think it matters what generation we're in at this point. So, um, but you know, like yourself, you know, we're huge football fans. And at the end of the day, we pay attention to the game that's played on the field, not, not the political agenda that's going around. And I think that all we really want to do at this point is just have a good team and support that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of people were saying, as as long as we win
0: it doesn't really matter what the name is or what the logo is
1: yeah absolutely does, yeah. you know look everyone takes a look at it and we're all being critical about this rebrand and the logo um you know like right now looking at your shirt that w is a hundred percent humongous but listen you know at it that this is just the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying your shorts bad or anything. It's just, it's different is my point. Yeah. We're so used to seeing the other name and logo. Then we got used to seeing the Washington football team, you know, the W mm-hmm. logo and, and being called football team to now having to look at a, an entirely different W. Um, mm-hmm. But I can tell why they came up with that W it's a military stencil. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. And we're not married to any of this, you know, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like a lot of us old school, you know, fans, we didn't want any, actually, if you look at the Redskins history, they changed their logo quite a bit, yeah, um, you know, through the years. And, you know, we've had several different logos. So, you know, this is just new to us. We're not used to looking at this, give it a year or two. And if our team is at least reaching playoffs, we're gonna do just the same thing we did when we were Washington football team. We're gonna look past this and you know everything is gonna start warming up, you know, to folks. and we just need that winning culture now at this point. Yeah, I definitely agree where we win and it'll be fine.
0: Do you think that if we didn't, if we weren't the Washington football team and we kind of just named ourselves before the season, would you have liked that or do you think it was good to go through a two year process of a temporary name? and then change it again.
1: Well, I think we had to go through the two year process. I mean, I think that that's what a lot of people don't pay attention to. One, they had to research the names, um, you know, of of the list that they had. I mean, they they hired code and theory to come in and do research to make sure whatever name that it is that they choose is a safe name. Um, You know, who's to say what it's gonna be like, you know, 50 to 80 years from now, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. what this world will be at maybe commanders then or some other, you know, team name uh, from another team is, is going to be deemed inappropriate for certain people. And they might have to make changes then too, but we can't really look into the future. We can only look to see where we're at now um, and kind of just understand, you know, where we're at. So they had to go through a lot of legal, you know, yeah. trademarking situations. Yeah. Um design they had to design uniforms they had like look they had to change everything and it was going to take time to do this so you don't just necessarily rebrand quick and throw something out there because if we did then we would be called the you know Cleveland Guardians because that's clearly what they did and Mm -hmm. even though it's two different sports when we're talking about branding you know and rebranding this is where we're at so to me I think two years was actually kind of quick, you know, in the sense, because I think if they had more time, they could have thought out different things that they wanted to do with this branding here. But I think that it was imperative for this fan base that we had an identity, you know, because being a season ticket holder last season, it was awkward. You know, we'd score, no one's singing a fight song. Not that you have to at every game because not every team's do but there's no chant. There's no nothing. They did have some music playing that was relative to the DC culture or the DMV culture, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't hitting with the fan base and it just didn't translate from what we had to, you know, what they were doing. So now that we have an identity, we're in a unique situation, Mason. Uh, And it's interesting because obviously I wasn't around when you know hell to the redskins came out you know so how did that tradition become about you know what i mean and so we're in a unique situation where we've got multiple levels of generations or age groups that you know are going to figure out more of an identity for this team and i think that it's it's kind of cool because we're all going to be involved in this in the process so you know, I grew up into the HTTR, but I didn't know where it originated or came from. And I didn't really care. I never cared to research it. I never thought it was going to be gone. So, you know, that's a positive that I think we fans can look at is there's going to be some heavy involvement, you know, and it's really going to be up to us on where we want to take this brand from there. They're going to put it in our hands to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're already talking about, you know, writing a fight song yes, yes. and giving the fans, they're already talking about mascots, something that they haven't done. Mm-hmm right but the game day experience is what needs to improve and it looks like they're trying to do that yeah
0: and i've i personally have only been to one game and you've definitely been to more but the one day one game i did go to was the chargers won their season opener of this year and i mean the place it was the first game of season but it didn't really feel right i don't really know what right is because i've only been to one but it just, something seemed odd about it. And this kind of what the name has been and what the season has gone through and basically what the fans have gone through for the past few years.
1: Yeah, your 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 vision and thought on that is 100% correct. It was odd. And you got to remember too, that was week one. So yeah. there was a lot of excitement coming into this season too. So that's where you had the most of your home fans, you know, was at that game. And yet it was still strange because the away side still had a lot of opposing team fans. And I will say that, oh, yeah. that people that's going to happen though. I think that people don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, of course you, you want your entire stadium to be packed out with, you know, your own fans and you don't want to hear the left side of the stadium, you know, uh, uh, cheering for their team and cause it gets loud, but it's not uncommon for stadiums and games to be filled with fans. I mean, look at Las Vegas. I mean, we, there were a ton of football team fans that were there, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a mixed crowd. It's the same thing when you look at some of these playoff games, you know, you're yeah. going to have mixed crowds. That's just the nature of this type of, you know, game and business, but you're hundred percent correct. When it came to, you know, when we score, it was awkward. We didn't really, and that's the way it was the year before. Now I didn't go all to, you know, I didn't go to all the games the year before, but it was just awkward. It was, you didn't really know what to do as a fan. It kind of just phased out. There was no, you know, you hear, you watch these playoff games and you hear the fans, the Bills. I mean, their stadium was unreal. Even when they did a kickoff, like they did that college cheering atmosphere. And that's something that I want to see come back to the commanders now at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's going to take some time because we got to create a winning culture in order to do so. Yeah, for sure. All right, now going back
0: to the rebrand a little bit, the jerseys, there's been a lot of controversy about what, who likes what jerseys and what jerseys are good. What are your thoughts on all three of them?
1: So that's a good question, um, 100%. I, I Again, I want to start off with my first initial thought when I saw all three was I didn't understand why they weren't cohesive with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand the white Jersey. And I was pretty clear at my displeasure <laughs> on it. Um, I, you know, listen, you know, a lot of these guys, um, that, that, that followed me that have been a part of that Jersey design. Um, you know, I just don't want to throw names out there. They're aware, they're aware of, uh, they're aware. They said that they appreciate the honesty because honestly, I think the league rules are not going to be able to make changes. And from what I'm hearing, they can't do it for the next five years. Um, yeah. But that, that rule could change at any point. So who knows, but mm-hmm. I look, honesty is key. And if we want to, if we want it right, we get it right. Now my, to go back to your initial question, the Burgundy jersey, I've been saying for years, cause even as a longtime fan and, you know, being in a different, you know, generation, I was good with, if we, updated our jerseys and kind of got more into the modern era and especially the things that are Nike are doing with you know these jerseys I wanted to see a fresh new look because I it's not that I didn't like the other look I just felt like that you can re-engage with a newer fan base like your generation right Mm -hmm. you know your your generation you guys would be re-engaged because you guys really focus on the way that players look on the field and you go to that concept of if you look good, you feel good, you play good. And Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Me personally, I just want you to go out and play. I don't care what you're wearing, but um, you know, I wanted to see it happen because I did feel like it could could appeal to, you know, the younger generation. And I think it would Mm have been cool. Um, So my initial thought was I really did the burgundy Jersey. I liked it. I thought commanders was a little bit too big. I think the consensus from a lot of the fans is if they just shrink that a little bit, it would probably not stand out as much and and be overwhelming to the Jersey. Um, But I liked it. Uh, You know, it's still, to me, it's still clean. It's not craziness, you know, um, and, and it serves its purpose. the black jersey um what i think a lot of people don't pay attention to on that either is that's actually there's a little bit of camo in that that black jersey yeah yeah. yep if if you look there's a little bit of camo it's real light and i do believe that that's probably going to be their well it is their alternate but it's probably going to be uh the 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 jerseys that they wear when uh they do the salute to service um home games um but I like that one because that one really does show military uh, starting with Mm -hmm. this. Well, looking at the Jersey, the back of it, it's a little strange to see the two lines and then the name, but again, what I like about it, it's completely different than what anyone else has in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and that Jersey also is representing the crust. It's representing, uh, you know, the DC flag, which me personally, I don't, you know, I'm not from DC, so I don't have any ties to that, but I don't mind that jersey. And then when you go to the white jersey, the white jersey is different. I like that they tried to be different with uh, the numbers. Uh, The gradient, I think, is different. But the problem with the gradient is I think that it's making the numbers too light, which in pictures, it doesn't seem to match, but it could be a completely different feel when they're on the field. Mm -hmm. And when I was at the park and party event Friday night, I was speaking um, to uh, Joey and Joey's like, you know, yeah, we, we, we get that, you know, people, a lot of people don't like the white jerseys, but the colors do match. So maybe they do. And like I said, the gradient Mm -hmm. just makes it look different. So I'm kind of, that was my first initial reaction. And now I'm kind of on the standpoint, Mason, that maybe we just wait until we see it on the field and then whatever whatever isn't working they're gonna know they're gonna see whatever doesn't look good they'll make adjustments too and i know a lot of people are upset about the crest uh and the numbers you know being the year that they won the super bowl but not the super bowl season um i definitely think that they need to fix that but i'm not up in arms about it i'm not you know look Uh, that to me, I think was a huge miss on them and they should have known better not to do it that way, but they did. Mm -hmm. And it can be fixed if it's that big of an ordeal. So ultimately overall, those three jerseys, it's just going to be different. But once we Mm -hmm. see it on the field, and again, it doesn't matter which jersey they're wearing. If we are producing a winning culture, then everyone's going to love everything about those jerseys.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And the helmets too. The helmets mostly, especially with the red. I saw a picture of the red helmet and the uh, red jersey or the burgundy jersey. That looked really good. It, it, it's probably my favorite so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you get into the helmets part, because I kept just to the jersey question, but when you get into the helmets, I mean, there's no question about it. The only thing I don't like about our burgundy helmet is I would, would have preferred a gold face mask. However, yeah, yeah however it can still be done so i'm not mm-hmm. up in arms like oh my god you got rid of our traditional look um, mm-hmm. type of deal but i at least appreciate the fact that they were giving us a different look they gave us a matte helmet which i in the past when i saw the vikings went matte you know that matte purple looked real good and so mm-hmm. for us to do it on our end i mean i'm happy with that they're they're, they're when I look at all three jerseys, right. And I know I just started talking about hummus when I look at all three jerseys, what I see and the reason why they're not all three cohesive with each other is because I see three different generations of fan input with those jerseys. I think what okay. they did is they really wanted to please the fans and they wanted to give everybody a little something in one of those jerseys. So the burgundy Jersey is for guys like me, right. The, you know, kind of the older generation and and they kept true to those specific colors the white jersey i truly the white and black i truly believe that they targeted your you know generation yeah. um because that's what you guys want is you wanted the black uniforms you know you wanted you know something new and different and you got it with that white jersey so in that sense i think they did a pretty good job you know mm-hmm. and that black and to get back to the helmets so I have no issues with the burgundy helmet. If they put the gold mask on though, I do think it would look a lot better. Yeah. But then the black helmet, I don't think a lot of people paid attention, but it's got the three stars in the back. It's got yeah, the so numbers. Man. They took a little bit of the Washington football team with the number concept and they put mm-hmm. it on that helmet. I feel like that, that is, that's is—that's kind of what they were trying to go for. They wanted to just put, do the best they could to put everyone's thoughts Mm -hmm. in but make those jerseys make sense
0: yeah and also the w on the black one i think i saw some pictures with it not being jonathan allen's uh helmet and (laughs) it looks really it actually looks a lot better than when it was on jonathan Allen's helmet yeah so
1: So that w that that on the front that's caused quite a bit of a stir you know like and you just brought up a fantastic point it really how it looks is going to depend on the helmet you put on a pro flex helmet that W inside is going, it looks good, but if you put it on a speed flex or even the old school, what do they call them? The VCR fours, I think, or VSRs. I can't remember, but the, you know, just the plain round helmets they've worn in the past, it's going to be weird. But again, what I appreciate is the fact that they tried something different. It's different Mm -hmm. from other teams in the league. Same thing when you go to the Matt Burgundy, you know, um, another reason why i had said you know that i feel like they they were taking fan input because when all of this first happened i i and, and you know they, they showed us you know the washington football team helmets with the numbers on the side I said, why, why would you take the stripes off like what's the point of that you could have at least left the stripes on you know but they didn't do that and but what they did was you know with the commanders is they came back with at least one stripe right and mm-hmm. so that's compromise because i think that there's you know the fans a lot of the younger generation fans are like oh that's great that's dope you know I, mm-hmm. I i i like the helmets without the stripes and then you have us old guys who are like ah you've got to put stripes on so there was a compromise and, and and one stripe was put on the helmet and so i see everything that they did and and it took me a long time mason to realize this isn't about like keith right? Keith the fan. This is about an entire fan base. So mm-hmm. many different ages, right? right. And not all right. of us are going to agree on everything, right? We're, right. we're all going to have our differences. So what right. I appreciate, even though I don't like everything that the team rolled out, I appreciate the fact and I can see that they really did use fan input to create and design mm-hmm. the helmets and the jerseys
0: yeah i they they really hit most of like the check marks even though if they didn't do like 100 percent of what people wanted they at least thought about it and they at least executed in some way uh most of like the check marks that fans had
1: yeah 100 really,
0: yeah i really like now going back here i have okay so i'm almost 16 i've watched 15 seasons of nfl football and i've seen my team go to three playoffs and it's now been 30 years since our last super bowl it's what what is i i've only been alive for half of those 30 but what has it been like being having 30 a 30 year drought of just not even making it to a
1: championship game oh it's been awful i mean you got to remember too i w- actually i was around your age when mm-hmm. we won you know the last super bowl yeah so you know that was back when you know, I went to a high school that I was the only Redskins fan. So of course I'm that whole i I'm walking around with pride. Like, ah, I picked a winning football team. Um, but everything after, you know, I wouldn't say it's been miserable because we've had some up seasons through those 30 yeah. years. I mean, we've had some bright spots, but you know, it, it's not always going to work out, um, you know, to where you're winning a super bowl every single year, but all I've been asking is, can we be consistently competitive? Like, let's be consistently competitive. And we haven't been that, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, back in the glory days, you know, the old folks days, mm-hmm. um, there was, I mean, you, you had position groups being names. I mean, we were, it was a, it was a proud franchise, you know, at mm-hmm. one point. So, for the 30 years, and and I don't want to say that they haven't tried. I mean, there's been so, I mean, they've tried the free agency route, you know, Mm -hmm. and they did that for many years. Now we're trying to build through the draft and potentially I think it's the right way to do it. Um, Been miserable. And then social media, when that popped on the scene, it became even more miserable because, right, because social media to me, I think is great. Like if you go on Facebook, not your family, your friends, negativity is going to be there, but you don't really care as long as it's nothing to do with you. And you post, you know, personal stuff that, you know, you have interest in, but when you get on platforms like Twitter and, you know, some of the others like Instagram, well, I know Instagram doesn't chat as much as like it does, you know, it doesn't handle itself the way that Twitter does. But at the end of the day, it gives a lot of people time to just get in there with the negativity. And anytime you're there, negativity is like cancer, it just spreads. And so it's tough for you guys because social media is really what you grew up into. So it's, it's really all that, you know. And so when you get on it, it's gotta be 10 times worse for you guys because you've seen less than us and we haven't been very good. And then you have to go on there and see all the negativity and it kind of makes you second guess, you know, do I even like the sport? Do I even like this team that I'm rooting for, you know? And so, here we are, you know, and so for me, I go into each season with hope. I hope, you know, we can turn things around. I hope we can get a quarterback. We've tried, but we've also learned that quarterbacks don't grow on trees, right? You know, yeah, you can't just go pick your elite quarterback in a draft. It doesn't work that way. You know, things have to work out, and we've tried both ways. We've brought in vets. We've also drafted. Unfortunately, an injury derailed you know the one shot that we had in 2012 and here we are you know we're mm-hmm. chasing that quarterback dream again yeah going back a little
0: bit it's depth to the the twitter and on social media part it's definitely so much different i went to the parking party event too it's so much different there like the energy and people are so excited and stuff the new name and the new jerseys and the, we saw the lombardi trophies there and everything then yeah. on on a phone or something it's completely different the energy that was that washington fans and just nfl fans have towards the team
1: yeah i agree with you 100 percent and it looks like the amount of people there in total i mean this is just you know rough but was 2500 fans so obviously that 2500 fans is only a minute fraction of the actual fan base Mm -hmm. um but what i found interesting when i was there at that event and i and i actually used that opportunity because i went to this event I, when I first got the ticket, it was probably like a couple of days. It was when they came out. So, okay. might have been a week, you know. Mm-hmm. I got it, but I still wasn't, I was unclear if I was going to go, you know. Um, then through the week, I'm like, yes, I'm going. All right, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, because to me, I didn't, I went in impartial. I wasn't excited. And I was just kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. I was more excited to see people that I've seen during the season. Than I was of the actual rebrand itself in the park and the parking party. But I also helped suggest this through the ambassador program. And I know there were others that had said something as well. I said, You definitely need to do some kind of relaunch party for the fans. This is how you're going to get your fan base as best as you can to be a part of what you guys are doing. And going there, I took the opportunity to, uh, talk to even fans way older than me i talked to a gentleman who was 78 years old longtime redskins fan his entire life and the insight that he gave me about how he felt about this whole situation was actually truly impactful to me because i'm 43 years old right so now i'm listening to somebody who has seen the days and the times and you know yeah. it is something that i could never say you know that i saw and uh I don't want to get into, you know, what was told to me, but I thought it was super important to understand that if this gentleman here can be okay with what's going on, why can I, you know? And so I started Mm -hmm. kind of flipping my, my thought process. And I wouldn't say that I ran around smiling and excited, but I just kind of embraced what was happening here because again, as fans, we're all in a unique situation. We've been rebranded twice since they took the name away from us. you know this is the official rebrand of course and and i think i just wanted to take everything in i wanted to get the feel and you're 100% correct the uh the energy that was there that's that's where you want to be as a fan mm-hmm. because it's real easy to get on the socials and, and look I'm probably going to sound like a hypocrite because I can tell you right now during the season, if the team does bad, I'm going to be the first one, not the first one, but I'll, I'll be right there giving negative as well. But that's because I'm a passionate football fan, right? I'm not trashing the brand. I'm not trashing people. I'm just, I'm not trashing players. Cause I don't do that. But if the team as a whole doesn't play well, I'm going to, I'm going to be on social media doing it. So I'm kind of a hypocrite when I say this, but mm-hmm. you definitely want to be around people that, don't use all this off the field stuff as a factor to feel about how you feel about your team. If Mm -hmm. you, if we're just paying attention to the new brand and paying attention to, you know, what's happening on the field and you're surrounding yourself by people who have those same interests, then you're in good shape. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now I want to move here
0: to off season a little bit. We have a quarterback spot to fill and there's multiple ways that we could do this. You touched earlier on and how, how, you want a quarterback from the draft to be our future. So which quarterback from the draft do you want to start week one, or maybe not even start week one, but be our future quarterback.
1: So there's two different moves that you can actually make here. Mm -hmm. Um, the first move is, is if you get yourself a vet quarterback, and when I say that, I'm talking to elite vet. Yeah. Like if Wilson. you give a, if you have to, which obviously you would have to give assets for, but I think Russell Wilson is probably the only quarterback that I would give yeah. assets for, at least for the first year, maybe even two, depending on, you know, what they're looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is a good choice on the vet side because um, I still believe he has at least five to seven years in him. And that, to me, I think, you know, you're going to know what you have, you know, coming on to this side, um, you know, with him, I just think he's an elite quarterback and he's worth it because again, to go back to what I said, elite quarterbacks don't throw on trees. Mm-hmm. And so what you can do then is let's say you sign him to a five-year contract in year three, you know, you're not forced then and pressured to have to actually draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, this season, mm-hmm. um, so that is a route that you can go and then you know you can go from there or you could go the free agent side you know you could pick a lower mm-hmm. tier like guys have been thrown out there jimmy g and you know all these other guys mitch trubisky mm-hmm. me personally i think mitch trubisky is going to give you your best shot at least he has playoff experience i'm not a fan yeah. of mitch trubisky but i could understand it because if you go get mitch trubisky and then you save your number 11 At number 11, you're going to have your middle linebacker, which to me, I think, is almost as damn near important um, as a quarterback because he's the quarterback of the defense. And, you know, so Dean's out there. uh, Don't ask me to pronounce his first name, but Dean's out there from Georgia. And I think that, yeah, I think uh, he's an absolute beast. Now, to answer your question that you asked, just because I had to set myself up. If we had to draft a quarterback, if that's the route that we were going at number 11, Kenny Pickett Mm -hmm. would be my choice. If we drafted Malik Wilson, I wouldn't hate that either. I think no matter who we draft, though, if we did draft this season, a QB, and if he had to start, I think it would be Kenny Pickett, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but again, these quarterbacks, you never know It's hit or miss, you know, in Mm -hmm. the NFL, um, and we truly don't have the time to miss. We have to hit. Uh, I'm a firm believer that if you draft a rookie, if he's not the greatest rookie that you've ever seen in your entire life, then maybe he shouldn't be playing the first season. Yeah. You know, why not sit, but he has to sit under somebody who's going to be willing to teach and understand that that's going to be their role. And I know a lot of folks these days say, well, that's overrated, but I don't think it is because if you look at a lot of our, you know, these quarterbacks who have been successful, you know, not everybody's going to be an Aaron Rodgers, but you can't tell me that that he didn't learn from Brett Favre. You know, mm-hmm. he sat for three years, three seasons. Yeah. So you can't tell me he didn't learn something from Brett Favre. You know, he had to have. So, you know, I think that that's where we need to be. I think where we've been in trouble for all these years is we're never prepared ahead of time. We're always chasing. Mm-hmm. We chase quarterbacks. You know, look at teams like the Cowboys, who the Cowboys are not winning Super Bowls, right? Right. But... They've been constantly competitive, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Well, look at their quarterbacks. They went from Troy Aikman to Tony Romo to Dak Prescott. So they've remained on a successful you know, standpoint. We haven't. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, who have been our quarterbacks, right? So A lot. <laughs> right. So to me, quarterback is, is obviously the most important position. And if you have a smart one and a good one, they're gonna make more good decisions than not. Right yeah. now, Taylor Heineke loved his attitude. I love yeah. that guy. I, I didn't love his place, you know, but I love I love the fact that he could bounce out of pockets, you know, yeah. and he he had pocket awareness. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he had a bad boy attitude. He yeah. wanted to win. Um he stayed confident. He's yeah, stayed confident. It's just unfortunately, you know, his skill set levels were not where they need to be in the NFL to do better and so he's a great story but just not somebody that I should you know I would see starting here I think he would be a great you know backup quarterback and I think that that's been a lot of people's you know uh, standpoint you know with him so there's really no right or wrong answer here it just depends on it depends on what the team wants to do what Mm -hmm. the team can do and then go from there so but we've been throwing guys we've been throwing guys through the fire you know since day one when we draft them and it just doesn't it hasn't worked out so i don't know yeah and speaking about like staying
0: prepared and getting prepared and stuff washington I, i mean they have the 11th pick but they gotta know i looked this up or something it was since 2000 only twice the first quarterback has gone past i think the 13th pick so eight was it so 20 years out of the last 22 a quarterback has been taken within the first 12 11 picks and Washington here they've got to know that whether whether it be the Panthers or the Broncos someone's going to most likely draft a quarterback before them and I would be shocked if that if that didn't happen and we had everyone on the board
1: Yeah. yeah yeah we're in a we're in a tough situation here too because you got to remember obviously with this rebrand I, I I feel like our owner is not interested in our owner. Want I, I feel like he's going to want a flashy name to help launch mm-hmm. this rebrand, and so I do. That's why I do feel like we have. If Russell Wilson wanted to come here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, we would make that happen. But he has to want to come here, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we would make that happen, and I and, and I think that that's truly their number one priority is they want to bring a guy here that is going to help launch this rebrand. Because think about it, all this money that went into this rebrand and all this craziness for the past two years, as an owner, the last thing you want to do in your rebrand year is lose and not have players on the field that are going to excite your fan base. Mm -hmm. And obviously that turns into money you know, because the reason is, is you want your fans to be excited. So they spend their money and come to the games. Um, I'm sure as an owner, I don't even know if I want to say owner. I just think as a, as the personnel in Ashburn, I'm sure it doesn't feel good to work this hard to lose. Right. So I just feel like when you go back to the old Snyder way, which I'm okay with it when it comes to the quarterback is they're going to want a guy that's going to help launch this brand and at least be more competitive than we were last season. So that way it could start turning this fan base around on their, their negative thoughts and feelings that they currently feel now, which they have every right to. There's certainly a lot to do for
0: Washington this off season as they got to get a quarterback on offense and a middle linebacker, which is basically a quarterback on defense as well. So it's definitely going to be interesting how much money they want to spend and if they're going to get it through the off season or through the draft. But It's definitely going to be interesting to see who will start week one at the quarterback spot for Washington. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. See you guys in the next one. Peace.